Hey there, friends. It's Nick. Okay, so yesterday we talked about episode four of The Last of Us and how the the mask that Joel wears, the archetype that he wears of this heroic, taciturn, monosyllabic kind of hard man is fracturing in the show. And I talked to, I, I mean, I, I laughed about it. I talked about the opposite, which is, in my mind at least, it's a film I saw when I was, I think, 15, maybe 16, Cobra, which is a Stallone film, Sylvester Stallone film from 1986. Now, I have to say, I've got a lot of respect for Sylvester Stallone. He's made some fat, really fantastic movies. I loved Rocky. I really liked First Blood Part Two, which is a similar kind of thing, I suppose. Cobra, I think, in 86, takes this kind of macho-ness that was kind of, I don't know, maybe it was prevalent in the 80s, I don't know, but it takes it to a kind of an extreme that now, to me, seems laughable. And I should say, to be fair, I haven't seen the whole film since I was 15 or 16. All I'm talking about today is the opening scene, which you can find on Google, where, and I've mentioned it before in the podcast, I think, uh, Cobra, Sylvester Stallone's character, is called to a, well, it's kind of a guy who's holding a family hostage inside a supermarket or something and he's got a bomb and at the start of this we'll just go through it because i think it's it's interesting it's the opposite of what we were talking about yesterday right with uh joel in the last of us so we start with this car entering a parking lot and it's an old-fashioned car all the all the uniformed cops are making way for it like it's a big deal they're getting things out of the way the car the car number plate is awesome 50 and behind the wheel of course he's sliced alone and he gets out and he's a leather jacket he's got black gloves he's got mirrored sunglasses he's got three days of stubble and he's chewing on a match and he's like he's like the epitome of cool and he knows it if you happen to be a 15 year old boy i guess in the 1980s and right right from the start you don't know what he is he's he's obviously not a uniform cop he doesn't look like a detective. He looks more like a bounty hunter. And one of the, the people there at the scene, one of the guys sort of hiding behind a police car says, I don't agree with them calling you in. I, I just wanted you to know that. And because Sly is that taciturn, macho, heroic kind of archetype, at least for this movie, he doesn't really, he doesn't say anything because because we don't waste words. Um, and he gets to go into this store with his gun and for some reason, there's smoke drifting around the door as he goes in. So he's he's looking all cool. <laughs> and uh, the bad guy inside, he has this family crouched down and he's got this bomb. And he says something like, I'm, you know, I'm going to blow everything up. And Sly's line, and it's just, oh my God, it's, it makes me laugh so much. Is go ahead. I don't shop here. And it... <laughs> And it's delivered straight. It's delivered without any kind of a of a wink or a cock of the eyebrow. You know, James Bond, who's, who's also you know a character famous for terrible, I think, terrible, awful one-liners and puns and what have you. At least, at least most of those guys who played Bond have they've done it with a kind of an eyebrow raise. They've done it with a smirk. You know, it's it's. But but here we have Slice Load, and he's absolutely say the line straight go ahead i don't shop here you know 
this is a joke, but I'm way too cool to um, to to tip the nod that it's a joke. And when the guy says, "I'm," I think he's, I can't even remember, but I think the guy says something like, um, "We, you know, we're going to create a new world or something." And and the next line, and this is the line that I think we're on the poster, something like this: "Slice loans." So you're not you know, essentially you're not going to change the world. You're the disease. I'm the cure, or something like that. And and of course, there's shooting. Well, you think he throws a knife at the guy first, and then he shoots him just to make sure he's properly dead. And you get to see the kind of the cobra, the cobra um, designs on the grips of his of his pistol and what have you. And it's absolutely playing it straight. Is he's he is the hard man. He is the protector. He is the one that everyone is looking to and reacting to. And of course, that's the opposite of what we were talking about yesterday with with Joel. Of course. Joel is the protector, and it is still a story, but we see the vulnerability, we see the cracks in the arbor, we see that archetype fracturing, as I said yesterday. And this is what's you know so important. I was talking to a, a new client recently, and she was saying, you know, part of the value of the of the work we're doing is showing that that vulnerability and that learning through mistakes. And I can't remember whether there's a moment in um, Cobra where Sylvester Sloan makes a mistake. Because he's, he knows storytelling, I imagine there probably is. There'll be something in there, but I can't remember it after all this time. But this is the value. And I wanted to talk about, you know, three ways in which we can, we can fracture our own archetype. You know, if you're... If you're building a business, of course, we want to portray a successful kind of image, but we also want to be relatable, as they say in, in Hollywood. We want we want other people to better relate to us. And, you know, there are three obvious, obvious easy ways to do that. And one is to is to cock your eyebrow and to make fun of yourself. So, I mean, I, you know, on my website, I talk about, you know, my ragged little podcast like this. And I talk about, you know, the fact that I'm a massive geek. And um, I was saying to someone yesterday, Somewhere in, in the, the library upstairs, I've got a, <laughs> makes, makes it sound posher than it is, I've got a, a copywriting book written by a guy, and, and one of the things he said about himself is, in the description is, I've been fired by some of the best ad agencies in the world. And you're taking the piss out of yourself, right? You're, you're puncturing the kind of the, the balloon. Uh, the other thing, of course, is celebrating mistakes. I mean, you know, we... We all make mistakes. That's human. We learn from them, hopefully. If we can talk about them, it's like vulnerability. It makes us seem more powerful. At the start of story.business, the process that leads to my email sign-up, I talk about sending an email to a guy who sort of, he had a big influence over about half of my business at the agency in the early years. And I, I sent him an email saying that I didn't really think he was particularly helpful and useful in some sense. I meant to send it to someone else, of course, but I sent it to the actual guy. Massive, massive stomach churning mistake. I've talked about this before, you know, my balls, when I realized my balls kind of burrowed up into my body. You know, it's that, it's that kind of thing. It's celebrating your mistakes. And then the last thing, which is really also important, which so few people do in business is to admit when you don't know something. It so often happens. 
um, that, I mean, one of the things that, that I did a lot in my early years, and maybe we all did it, is to pretend that I knew something about something that I didn't really, and hope that I could get away with it. But what I found later, and what I do now, in fact, I did it on a client call yesterday, is when I don't know something, I enjoy, I enjoy the opportunity to say, oh, I don't know, enlighten me. I've not heard of that. Partly because I want to learn, and it's better to learn from the horse's mouth, so to speak. But also because other people enjoy being the one in the know. They enjoy being able to to tell you something of value that they think is something of value. So there we go. That's that's you know we don't we don't want to be Joel with our you know being hard of hearing or laughing at diarrhea jokes like I talked about yesterday. But we can crack the mask. We can get a little bit more depth by making fun of ourselves, celebrating our mistakes and admitting when we don't know something that someone else knows. Those are three things that I think can really help us make sure that our story means business. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to dig deeper, if you want to read about the email, go to story.business, which will lead you to my website, and then click on the story.business link at the bottom of the page. Bye now.